Yo, 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 what is up, everyone, and welcome into ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. I'm your host, Mauricio Rodriguez, streaming with you live every Sunday through Thursday night at 8 p.m. Central here on Dallas On Demand Sports Talk Network. With a lot more content coming your way, make sure that you check out adcsports.com slash Dallas. And as always, remember that Primetime is brought to you by our friends over at freemanmazda.net. We will talk more about them and the ride of the week in a few moments here. Uh, but before we do any of that, though, let's get into what Cowboys coach Mike McCarthy had to say during today's press conference. You can check it out over at the team's YouTube channel as well. And I think it's something that not a lot of people will fully dive into and I would like to attempt to do that tonight because it's not a, a an injury update it's not something about the starting lineup and we'll talk about the starting lineup in a uh, later in the show as well because you guys know where I stand I believe Tyron Smith should be the left tackle of this team and maybe last night's video didn't age as well as Sunday's video we'll dive into that later anyways what Mike McCarthy said about pass protection, specifically about the Cowboys running backs, Honey Pollard, Rico Dowdle, Malik Davis, uh, obviously also got to consider Hunter Lipke in that situation as well. What are they, what should they be expecting about pass pro and what we should be expecting from them? Uh, McCarthy said that things are going to change a little bit. So, Without any further ado, let's get to what McCarthy actually said about the whole thing on today's press conference. So here we go. He's got a lot of natural leadership. Uh, you know, if you watch him in a classroom, uh, extremely bright. He's on top of it, you know, because there's there's a there's a lot of new in that room too. You know, we're asking more of our of our running back position from a responsibility standpoint and pass protection. You know, we've changed some things and you know our outside zone is gonna be different than it was before. So I mean it's this is you know, we've taken a first year approach, you know, offensively. So there are a lot of nuances. Uh, in technique things that are, they're going to be a bit different and, and Tony in the leadership role and I really like the, the young guys I mean Malik and Rico have really stepped up you know Deuce has come in here and, and you know and I think all it, I, I just really like the way the groups approached it you know they've all been um, you know on top of their P's and Q's you know I think Jeff Blasco's doing an excellent job there he's he brings a whole different um, you know mindset and outlook you know from his background there too so I think the bigger picture Things we're doing conceptually uh, in in the run and the pass protection, you know, there's there's more responsibility there, and you know, you know, we won't really get to see it until you know May 31st, which is the first day we put pads on. Um, so, you know, I think that 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 will tell the tell a story. But I think the running back group has has really had a good off season. Did I, I... Listen, I'm not talking about him saying that Pollard is a quite the leader, etc. That's all good and well. But what interests me the most out of this quote, and those are uh, I, there, there's some stuff in between that I cut because I wanted us to focus on what he said about pass protection. Essentially, he said that he's asking running backs to do more in pass pro, and he's talking about the team's responsibilities for the running backs changing in pass pro. He also mentions that the outside zone game will change a little bit. Maybe that's something we can explore as well later in the offseason. 
But what does that mean? And people have discussed it on Twitter over the last few hours since it happened. Some people have made some comments here and there about what it could mean. And I think that the biggest question of them all is the following. Like, is asking the running backs to do more in pass pro, is it about uh, having them more involved in terms of the number of snaps in which they are staying there to help out blocking? Or is he talking about maybe asking them to make more complicated reads or take on edge rushers, which is something that obviously does not sound ideal. I thought we should explore it. I, th I thought we should uh, explore it with some numbers at the very least. And I just want to say, I just want to start off by saying, this is not bad because I know that some people have said, oh man, if they want to, if they want the running backs to do more in pass pro, then why did they cut Ezekiel Elliott? I understand that for the most part during his career, Zeke was the better pass protector of the team. I totally understand that. I'm not sure if this is the case today between him and Pollard because A, Pollard actually improved quite significantly when it comes to blocking in pass plays. And Zeke, we know that he has had that, those uh, ups and downs in every area of his game. And I thought PFF's numbers were pretty interesting in this area as well because according to Pro Football Focus, if you look at running backs that are qualifying running backs in terms of snap counts, this is the rankings for the league in pass blocking rate. Tony Pollard was the fourth best RB in the NFL, while Ezekiel Elliott was 23rd in the league. Listen, I know that PFF grades are somewhat controversial. I understand that. But let's give some Pollard, let's give some respect to Pollard because I think maybe uh, we're dealing with a little bit of bias in that area because we're used to saying that Sick was the clear cut best pass protector of the team. I'm not entirely sure that's been the case recently. So before we dive into what asking more of the running backs really means, let me know in the chat, what do you think? Is that a quote from Mike McCarthy and asking running backs to do more in pass pro a big deal, small deal, or no deal? Let me know in the chat. You guys kind of have an idea of where I stand because of the title of the video, of course, but I'll, I'll explain why. I'll explain why in a few moments here. Uh, in the meantime, let me say hi to everyone in the chat. Uh, this time the rant went a little bit longer than usual, but let me say hi. Uh, we've got Katharina over at Facebook. We've got Gilbert in there as well. We've got Isabel. Thank you for joining the show. Who else do we have here? Toxic Tom who was not around at the beginning of the show and had Mrs. Toxic Tom uh, excuse him, which I thought was goals, you know, goals stuff right there. Uh, Mark Aaron over at YouTube. Thank you for being here. Stephen White, Gregory saying Freddie Freeman with a grand slam tonight. Well, you know, I know that I don't like the Dodgers a whole lot and I don't necessarily like Freddie Freeman. But that last name, I do like. And we'll talk more about the, uh, about Freeman Mazda in a few moments here on the show. Uh, Toxic Tom says, LOL, but we need to keep sick for blocking. 
Gregory says they want to spread the field sideline to sideline and end zone to end zone and use our speed, baby. Speed. Gregory says it's a big deal. Arnold says wouldn't mind seeing them get Dalvin Cook. He can catch, run, pass, protect, and it's way and he's way better than Seek. Oh man, uh, that uh, Dalvin Cook thing is something that I'm pretty sure we're gonna have to address at one point because everyone's talking about Dalvin Cook these days. We'll get into that uh, at some point this week, I believe. Travis says, what's up, Mo? I love the content you bring. Hey, thank you to Travis. I appreciate it. Small deal for Gre uh, for Gilbert. Medium deal for Toxic Tom. So, you know, some varying answers here and there. I'm going to go with the major deal. Here's why. Number one, I, I uh, Pass Pro is a topic that really interests me. Uh, it's, I think, one of the most underrated aspects of the game. Not, not in terms of how the player actually executes it, but just how the scheme is assigned and all of that. And to answer that a question that many people had about what does asking more of them mean, because that's what Mike McCarthy said, that he's going to ask them more, for more. I believe, and this is just my hypothesis because McCarthy did not clarify on this. I believe that he means increasing the numbers, uh, the number of snaps that they are involved in it. Because I got curious and I looked it up via Pro Football Focus. And this is where the Cowboys running backs ranked in percentage of snaps spent pass blocking. Pollard was 28th in the league among qualifying running backs. And Ezekiel Elliott was 43rd. In other words, relatively... Cowboys running backs were not asked to stay in and pass protect for the most part. To give you an idea, the, the number one running back in this category among qualifying running backs was right around 50%. And Pollard stayed in to block in 18% of the plays, while Seek stayed in for 15% of the plays. That's a big, big gap between them two and the number one running back in percentage of snaps spent pass blocking. And here's where it gets really interesting, in my opinion. It's a, it's a give and take game. When running backs do not stay in to block, that usually means you are living in a world in which you have a five-man protection scheme, which is just the offensive lineman. And meanwhile, the tight end is going to run a route. The running back is going to run a route right away as well. As opposed to maybe going through the read and then running, which is what happens in a six-man protection scheme where the running back stays in to, to block, right? And it can still happen as well on, like he can still run a route after that. But say that a linebacker is coming and, you know, the, the offensive line is, busy with the defensive lineman, just keeping it very simple here. The running back has to decide, like, if I'm staying or if I'm leaving because I'm looking at the linebacker, I'm going through my dual read. If I'm not included in that, if, if, if I don't even have a read that I need to make before getting out on my route, it means that the, that the team is living in a five-man protection scheme, which means that you are fighting pressure with what people call hot routes. This might get a little bit, you know, 
technical here on the show, but that's how we roll on primetime. We like to get into the weeds of football. Now, I have a picture that might be able to illustrate what I'm talking about. Don't get scared if you are not into X's and O's. It's actually more simple than it seems. This is a half slide, kind of, you know, from the right guard on. They're all going to slide to the left. And those four offensive linemen are going to take care of those of that nose tackle, of that plug player, which is the one with the P, the defensive end, the wheel linebacker, which is the one with the W. And then on the other side, against the slide, in other words, so if the slide is going to the left, then the running back is making his read on the right side. He has to look at the mic. Probably he's the first read in this scenario because he's a more immediate threat because you want to make sure you take care of inside pressure before you take care of outside pressure. The running back looks at the mic. If he's not coming, then I'm looking at the strong side linebacker, which is the one with the S in there or the Sam. And if one of them comes, then I'm staying in there and I'm blocking, right? Say that this was not the case. Say that the running back was immediately running a flat route no matter what. He's not making a read. And those two running backs come and those two linebackers come, excuse me. And then that's the situation in which the quarterback has no blockers. And he needs to get rid of the football with the hot route to fight that pressure. He's not fighting it with blocks. He's fighting it by getting rid of the football, period. This probably means for the Cowboys. This probably means for the Cowboys that they're going to have more snaps in which the running back stays in to block. And maybe, I don't want to say that they make life easier on Dak Prescott and the receivers. But if you don't have, if your receiver is not thinking about if, if the quarterback is hot or not, then he's just running his route and he's just focusing on his own thing, right? Because the hot routes, most of the times, and we can get even more into the weeds here, but we won't. We could get into the differences between a hot route and a side adjustment, all of that. We're, we're not going to do that. But if there is somebody smarter than me in terms of football, just know that I'm not lying. I'm just trying to make it simple. Uh, many of these hot routes, what people call hot routes, are all, the, the receiver also has to make that read. Like the receiver has to know, oh, he pressured that I'm going to sit here in this zone and I'm going to catch the pass from my quarterback. I'm going to make life easier on him. But if I don't have to worry about that, then I'm just running my route. I'm going faster, I'm focusing on my own thing only. And I think in that sense, it does make life easier on everybody. But I also think that it's a major deal because I've said this before on the show, and I think that Dak Prescott's biggest strength is how he processes everything. And I believe he's somebody that you want to walk up to the line of scrimmage and take his time setting the protection, right? Saying, we're going to slide towards him. You are uh, Pollard, you're going to go that, that. You're going to have the dual read to the right side. And he can set up the protection at the line of scrimmage, and he can be one of the best guys at it in the entire NFL, I believe. Number one weakness in pass pro usually is the running back. The reason why pressures exist, the reason why blitzes exist, mostly nowadays it's because they want the running back to make a decision. Who are you blocking? Are you blocking the Mike? Are you blocking the Sam? If you're not blocking, then we're getting there and the quarterback's only hope is the hot route. I think it's one of the ways 
that many people will not even be aware about because people won't talk about PassPro a whole lot. And it's a complicated world, I believe, or at least it's complicated to me. Um, I've spent a lot of time trying to learn about this. And I'm, I really like it. I really love it. But it's, it's tough, man. There are some situations there that you don't know how to figure out, even when re-watching the tape five times for the same snap. I think that especially in a world where NFL teams, NFL defenses are using simulated pressures and creepers, which are like this teams that show pressure, but they, they don't blitz, something that the Cowboys themselves do. I think living in this world of six-man protection instead of five-man protection should make things much easier for the Cowboys in the passing game. And I believe this is Mike McCarthy just putting his stamp on the offense and saying, you know what? It's not going to be on the offensive linemen only for us to improve. We're going to do it from a scheme perspective. And I'm really looking forward to that. Now, McCarthy mentioned this in the chat. Okay, in the chat, in the in the press conference quote, he said that Jeff Blasco, the running backs coach, has an offensive line background. So I like that environment. You know, you have Mike Solari in there. You have Mike McCarthy. And I'm going to say Scott Tolson, I believe, is a very smart guy. And McCarthy, and I'm just basing this off of what J.T. O'Sullivan himself has said on the QB school who played for McCarthy he said that when he learned the most about pass pro in his NFL career, now take into account, this is a guy that has played for, I think that he still owns the record for the most NFL teams played or, or not. Second behind Johnson, I believe. Anyways, that's just a detail there. But he explains pass pro the way that he was taught with Mike McCarthy's team, if that makes sense, as, as a coach. So, I mean, he was a quarterback. McCarthy was a coach. And, and I think that that can be a very heathen strength for the Cowboys, the way that they approach pass protection under this new coaching staff or new look coaching staff. McCarthy said, we are treating that part of things as a first-year offense. And that's a different way of describing what he's bringing to the table than what he has used or, for example, play calling. McCarthy talks about play calling, and he says, oh, we're changing it just a little bit. The language will stay the same. Everything will be the same. That was not the case for the pass pro. He did say, hey, we're starting anew. We're scratching everything from the surface, and then we're, we're building this from the ground up. And I don't know. I thought it was interesting. I know it's somewhat of a nerdy football thing to talk about on prime time. I don't care. I thought that you guys would enjoy it as well. Uh, I hope that you guys did. And I like to get into the weeds of football. I, I, and I'm not, I'm not anywhere close to where I want to be in terms of X's and O's knowledge. But what I've got, I'm going to share with you. And I'm sure that can lead to some fun discussions. So that's why I think it's a major deal for the Cowboys. I think we're going to see a very, very improved team in that sense and more solid with more answers if that makes sense uh was cut tolton at nebraska says john over at facebook yeah he he did play college at nebraska right i believe so and then he spent three years with mike mccarthy as a quarterback in green bay from 2013 to 2015 
And McCarthy recently talked about him actually during a press conference. And he said that he thought, no, Wisconsin, thank you to Toxic Tom. He was at Wisconsin. And McCarthy talked about Tolson recently in a press conference. And he said, man, when he got there, he was immediately the smartest man, uh, not the smartest, but like the most immersed player of them all. And he talked about iPad usage because, you know, they swapped the playbooks for the iPads. And he said that Tolton was number one in terms of being in the iPad consistently, consistently being there. Uh, Mark Aaron says that he fell asleep during the pass pro stuff. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I know it's not for everybody. But I, I love talking about X's and O's. And I want to do more of that. I got to figure out a way to do it more often in terms of the technical side of it. Because it is something boring to talk about if I'm not showing you, right, uh, stuff to go along with it, I believe. Happy birthday, says Stephen White. Thank you, sir. Happy birthday from James Ferguson. Hey, listen, the real birthday is getting it's getting close. So Double R also says happy birthday. I appreciate it. My real birthday is getting close, so I'm going to feel terrible if you guys forget my birthday when, it's act when it actually happens on July 31st. I don't know if we have a show that day. I don't know what day it is. Now that I'm thinking about it, I think that we do. I think it's something like uh, Monday. So we'll see. We'll see. Drawings more. Mo drawings. This is Mark Aaron. Hey, I thought... I thought this would be a good opportunity for us to for us to to use index cards, but then I thought that the drawings would not actually be very 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 clear in the camera. <laughs> Thank you to everybody. Thank you to everybody. <laughs> Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, let's move on a little bit here on the show. Are you saying there is a chance? That's my reaction to what Mike McCarthy said today in the press conference. He said that Tyron Smith took over at left tackle for Dallas. And Tyler Smith was the left guard. And that will be the case for the rest of minicamp. That started today, by the way. The Cowboys are officially in minicamp mode. And that basically means the same as OTAs, only... It's mandatory. Mike McCarthy said that in the press conference as well. He said that uh, the intensity is not changing much. They're still taking things low. They're still going through the motions a little bit. Uh, DVs are not even allowed to make plays on the ball. ESPN's Todd Arker said uh, on Twitter. So not a lot of, you know, new stuff going on there. But the positioning is interesting. My question from me to you is, Tyron Smith taking over at left tackle in minicamp after being the right tackle during OTAs. Right now, what's your gut feeling? Where will Mike, well, where, where, excuse me, well, will Tyron Smith play when the season starts? Assuming he's healthy. Let's, let's keep over those, you know, concerns about the health, just for the sake of the question. Assuming he's healthy, is he playing left tackle or is he playing right tackle? What's your gut feeling? Let me know in the chat while you do that. And before I give you my answer, which I've gone back and forth five times today alone, 
let me talk to you about our friends over at freemanmazda.net because it is time for us to discuss the ride of the week which you can check out from this family-owned business which has been so for over 65 years by the way you can check out their car dealership in irving texas you can also browse through their wide range of new and used vehicles over at freemanmazda.net in the website you can see pictures of the outside and inside of your car and you can go through the features of each vehicle and as we do around this time here on prime time it is time for us to get into the freeman mazda ride of the week in this case the 2023 mazda cx30 2.5 s preferred all-wheel drive this one starts at thirty thousand two hundred and five dollars it's got Apple CarPlay slash Android Auto. It's got rain sensing wipers, adaptive cruise control, a blind spot monitor, and a miles per gallon capacity of 26 when you are in the city. That goes up to 33 when you are on the highway. So make sure you check out FreemanMazda.net and the ride of the week. Gut feeling is Tyron Smith playing left tackle or right tackle when the season starts. Left tackle to Zinez Gomez over at Facebook. Quite a big assumption, Mo, to Toxic Tom regarding him staying healthy. I know, I know, but hey, let's be fair here. Cowboy Chris is right tackle until Terence Steele comes back. Interesting. Left tackle to Katharina. Stephen White says, you need a chalkboard, Mo. I really want one. I, I want, at the very least, a whiteboard, which I can use for X's and O's type videos. That would be pretty fun to set up. Uh, I would just have to figure out how to actually set it up here on the studio. I'm not entirely sure how that would work. David says, Tyron is left tackle and Tyler is left guard. Right tackle for Gregory. I don't know if David means that I messed up Tyron and Tyler's name. If I did, I'm sorry. I'm specifically talking about Tyron playing, you know, left tackle or right tackle. Sorry if I messed that up. Joe Porter says left tackle, left tackle for John. Lance says keep Tyron at left tackle. I think they're getting him ready to play where they need it. Tyron needs to be in his natural position, says Bruce. Stephen White says left tackle. Hey, listen, just last night we had a show about how I thought that the Cowboys were sending us very strong signals about them wanting to play Tyron at right tackle and turn steel at left guard making that switch after today after today i'm not sure what to expect i kind of want to say tyron smith and i don't want to because maybe i'm biased because of what i said last night but also minicamp seems to me to be more important than ota's even if it's just a little bit and I'm not buying that the Cowboys do not have a plan right now. There has to be a North Star like we talked about last night. There has to be a best case scenario for them, which, they, which makes them say, you know, we hope, we really hope the Tyrant is ready for, uh, that, that Tyrant Smith is able to play right tackle and Terrence Hill is able to play left guard or the other way around with, you know, Tyron being the left tackle and Tyron still staying where he belongs at right tackle. There has to be something that they want, something that is their best case scenario. 
At this point, I believe that the most accurate answer that we could come up with based on the information that we have is that that plan, that best case scenario might be Tyron at left tackle, Tyler at left guard, but as somebody already suggested in the chat, they know the turn seal might not be ready for the season. Mike McCarthy already said he's not going to be ready for training camp, for to start training camp at the very least. We don't know much more other than that. But if the Cowboys say, listen, he might miss September, then they might want to get Tyron ready to play right tackle. And maybe you're already starting off on the wrong foot when it comes to continuity, but maybe they're thinking, you know, from October on, we really want to have the offensive line that we want to have. And maybe that's where everything comes from. Right now, let's give them some credit. They are fooling us a little bit. They are they're messing with us a little bit. I personally choose to believe that ultimately the plan is for Tyron Smith to be the left tackle. I, and you guys know this, it's no secret. I've talked about this a lot on the show this offseason. I want Tyron Smith to be the left tackle. I am a fan of the idea of playing with your best group of five. But ideally, I would say play them where they belong. <laughs> because I know that Tyron still at left guard and Tyron at right tackle is still your best group of five. But they're just not playing where they belong, in my opinion. So let's see what happens. Uh, Stephen White says Tyron will play all season. His money depends on it. And that might be significant. That might be significant indeed. I mean, I don't know. I don't think that it's... On one hand, I think that obviously he's motivated to stay healthy. But then again, I don't think that that gruesome knee injury that happened in the offseason last year or in the preseason happened because he wasn't motivated enough. <laughs> I think it just happened because it happened, if that makes sense. That being said, he's a freak, as Stephen calls him in the chat right now. He's not human. So that's going to be my take there. Let's see what you guys have to say. Uh, how's Nelson? <laughs> how's Nelson says, Freeman Mazda has to be going broke, paying for all these high-quality advertisements. Freeman Mazda doesn't go broke because there are enough smart people out there to keep buying from the best car dealership in the whole wild universe. Not even exaggerating right now. Anyways, moving on a little bit here on the show, it is time for us to mention some other notes, quick notes that we're going to get into later in the week, but I just want to toss them out there so so we at least are aware of them. Real Cox had a couple of big-time plays, according to Patrick Walker from DallasCowboys.com. Those two plays sent his teammates into a celebratory frenzy, which was interesting. Uh, he also said that TJ Vaz was the right guard since Zach Martin was out for today. And I thought that was interesting because we had not heard a lot about the UDFA rookie. And then he also said that, well, let's go rotate it in at right tackle. You know, the insider said, but that Josh Ball didn't. So that kind of confirms our suspicion, in my opinion of where Josh Ball is, which is right on that hot seat area of the roster 
And that's why many of us are not including him in our 53-man roster projections. So I thought that was quite, quite significant as well. But anyways, before we get out of here, though, let's get into the one cool thing of the week. Because for those of you who are new here, every Tuesday night, we have our little feel-good tie moment in which we dive into our one cool thing of the week. Let me know what is yours in the chat. It can be something personal, something professional, sports-related, non-sports-related, whatever you want it to be. What is your one cool thing of the week? Mine is pretty easy. Mine is pretty easy. I watched Spider-Man, uh, the Spider-Verse number two movie. I What's the name of the Spider-Verse? Number two movie into the spider verse was the first one damn i don't know the second one anyways i watched it last night it was amazing no spoilers no worries there i'm not gonna give you spoilers if anyone spoils the movie i'm gonna block you <laughs> from from the chat so you've been warned but all kidding aside man what a movie i love the first one when you came out and it, it's one of the most memorable cinema experiences that I've had in terms of being there in the movies the first one and the second one didn't disappoint at all so that was awesome let's see what you guys have to say in the chat on Saturday says Toxic Tom I am headed to Atlee Rutschman's Bubblehead Day oh, alright I'll allow it I'll allow it El Pipiti Pal says Go Cowboys thanks for being here John says, I completed my Navy shadow box with medals, ribbons, nameplate, and photo. That's cool. Thank you to John. Gilbert says, so proud of my grandson, Magic Man. He was one of the players selected for the first team 1-3-A 2023 district honors. Hey, shout out to Gilbert. Because every week, every week his cool thing is his grandson, Magic Man. And I think that is very wholesome. That's awesome. Texas Rangers kicking butt, says Mark Aaron. Man. The Jacob the Grom News sucked, though. That That's so, 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 so bad. James Ferguson says, a spoiler alert for Spider-Man. Mo is in it. That is true. Yanks beat the Dodgers, says Lance Bell. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> Double R. Great is one cool thing. DNA test said you are not the father. <laughs> Tom and I want five says Mo was 12 when the first one came out. I was like, what? I was like, all kidding aside. Was it like like 16 or 17? Something something like that? I don't remember. Nah, I, I I was a little bit. I mean I was like 18 years old. Nah, there is no way. I don't remember what age I was. I don't remember what, what year that movie came out. One of my co-workers <laughs> finally took a shower. Just Arnold, he's called Pestoso. <laughs> oh, no, <nah>, man. <laughs> Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, that will be it for me tonight here on the Primetime Show. I hope that you guys enjoyed. I'm sorry for the nerdy conversation about football that we had tonight. I hope that you enjoyed it, all kidding aside. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for tuning into the show. I appreciate you. And remember, Prime Time is brought to you by our friends over at womenmazda.net. 
We will talk more about them and the ride of the week tomorrow night as well. But for now, I hope that you guys enjoy your Tuesday. Muchísimas gracias y nos vemos el día de mañana. Bye-bye.